Nyabes. Welcome to Charles Nyabes podcast. Every week, you will encounter the supernatural grace of God through his servant, Apostle Charles Inyaba, and mind-blowing testimonies to boost your faith in God. God bless you for staying with us. Let's delve into today's message. So, Father, thank you. We want to... How many of you have realized that God has been so good to us? You see, let me say this. Many of us always come to church when we need something from God. And one of the advice I'm giving is that God is good and God will keep giving you when you come to him. But the reason why you are not being blessed continually is because you are not consistent in his presence. So do you know why? Some of us are, are living a repetitive life. Do you know what? When I say a repetitive life, do you know? It means you are stagnant. You're not moving forward. Because if God gave you this basket, you will need God to keep it. You can't keep it by your mind. If God gives you a baby, you will need God to keep the baby. But some of us, after receiving the baby, we lose touch of God. The devil comes, picks away the baby. You come back to God for another baby. The devil comes and picks it. So you realize that instead of you to move to the next level, you are still asking God for the same thing over and over and over again. Why? You don't know how to entertain God's presence by being consistent. Am I making sense? Submarine. There are some calls when you see them on your phone, your heart can even jump. Because the moment you see that person calling your line, you will know. Amen. And as young as we are, if we are growing with this habit, it will not help you. It's like you know the man of God only when you have a problem. You know God only when you have a problem. So have you forgot? So what makes, I mean, are you not realizing that you will need God daily? Why do you only go to God when you have a problem? There's going to be an attack on your life, which maybe probably you may not have the ability to go to God anymore. You may die in between that attack. You may not even have the ability to even pick up your phone and say, I'm calling a man of God. And you may think that time will never come. It can come. Maybe an attack in the middle of the night. You become lifeless. You can't pick up your phone. You can't call anybody. At that moment, it is... Whatever investment you made with your work with God consistently, that will determine whether God should save you or not. Luke chapter 11, the Bible talks about the fact that there was a centurion man, he came to Jesus and he took the elders of the land to tell Jesus to go and heal his son. So that means that Jesus didn't even want to go. Am I making sense? Hello? He didn't want to go. But the people said, this man has built us a synagogue. So therefore, he deserves this miracle. So what will make God come to you? What? And you see, the devil will play you. Uh, you may think you, you don't need God. You may enjoy. You may dance. You may go to wherever you want to go. You may have the good time, the best time. But all these times, he's making sure that you'll be far from God. So that when he strikes you, bam, you are just down. You can't rise. I'm telling you. When he strikes you, you are just you are you can't do anything, and that's what some some people can have accident and bam, they, they don't survive. Why? Because the last time they went to church was there, maybe probably a friend's wedding. And I said the last time they caught any man of God was when maybe probably they had a bad dream, but personally they don't have a personal relationship with God, and it's a problem. And as young people, I don't I don't listen, I don't encourage that. No. 
daily you should you should be and you are growing you're going to become a mother so with this attitude how can you grow your child in the fear of the lord when you yourself you didn't grow in the fear of the lord am i making sense if you don't grow in god's fear you can never put that fear in your child if you don't grow pray there is no way you can teach your child the way to pray whatever you don't know in god you can't impute it on your children so as of now some of us are even struggling to even come for service some of us are struggling. So that is the same way our children also struggle to pray. Why? Because you don't know how to do it. How can you teach your child how to do it? You don't give. How can you teach your child how to give? You don't pray in the midnight. You don't pray at You don't study your Bible. So all these things you don't know about God. How can you tell, teach your child the way to go? And the Bible says we parents, everybody here is a potential parent. Teach your, ch your child the way to go. But the truth is, what do you teach when you don't even have the information to teach your people? And that's why we are having increase in armed robbers. Because we robbed God when we were youth. We robbed God for our time. So now, we can't even teach our children the way to go. Some of us don't fear God. So, our children too don't fear God. Whatever a man so well, that's what he wants. Tell somebody, don't, don't call Pastor Charles only when you have a problem because maybe at that moment, my phone may not be closer to me. And you two are dying. And you two maybe probably be, you'll be stretching towards the phone. You would wish at that moment somebody should call you and tell. And I mean, put the phone on last speaker and say, please, I'm dying. Can you call ambulance? At that moment, you need the ambulance of heaven to save you. So be strong in your work with God. Overcome the desires of the flesh. Don't, you see, let me say this. I am not special. I am not special in any way. It's a conscious effort. It's a conscious. That means here. You work it here. It's a conscious what? You make. It's a conscious decision I have made. Not to fornicate. Sometimes you struggle to abstain yourself from having sex. How many of you don't struggle from having sex? Even married people are even... How many of you are battling with your emotions? How many of you are battling with your emotions? Sexual emotions. In Dinga there, or in Ding Ding Gang Gang, turn on on But you realize that aside the grace of God, there is a conscious effort you make, and that is when the grace of God is attached to you. You don't just sit down and say God should do it. No, you don't just sit down and say it will happen. No, that's what Joseph had to run away. In this work with God, it, things will not happen. No, you need to apply force to yourself. You need to. At times you have to get up and pray. Today I was so tired, but I asked him. I was. I when I came to, I just had to sleep, but I just had to wake up around for something and at least prepare. I can't just get up and come and say something, anything. The moment I do that, I'm wasting your time. Do you know that? I can't just get up and say I'm coming here because automatic and automatically when I get out, I, I will get something to say. But the truth is, it may not impact your life. Why? Because I didn't spend enough time with God to give me utterance. And the moment each and every one of you come here, you come here with the expectation that God should touch your life. Now, if God should touch your life, am I God? No. But if I spend time with God, the life of God now transmits through me to you. But if I don't spend time with God, you realize that you come here, you don't feel anything, you don't hear anything, you go back the same. Am I making sense? So as a man of God, I need to make that conscious effort. It's a conscious thing. And as a child of God, listen to me. Don't tell me, Apostle, I'm struggling to pray. You are struggling to pray because you are lazy. Lazy. You are lazy. 
Not that. You see, me, if you see them praying, if you see anybody doing anything for God, it is their seriousness plus the grace of God. Oh, Pastor Charles, he is special. And that's why he's not. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. That's what Paul said. I put my body. He didn't say God put. Paul said, I put my body under subjection. I put it. I put it. So that means that the body would want to do this. But he, Paul, we say no. So as young people, please, let me advise you. Some of us struggling to go to church. Why are these, why do you struggle to go to church? Have you, have you ever wondered why? And why don't you struggle doing other things? Why don't you struggle visiting a friend? And the truth is, the distance between where your friend is and where your church is, your friend is even far. But you can walk, you can get a boat without thinking twice. But you think twice when it comes to church. It tells you that, I always say that, anytime you struggle to do, have anything to do with God, it means that your life is under attack. Anytime. Anytime. If for a week you can't pray for one hour, your life is under attack. You can't spend time with God. Within three days, you have not been able to spend time with God. It means that there is something wrong. Now, everybody here can attest to the fact that when you were a child and when you were sick, if your mother realized that you've not been able to eat your morning, I mean, maybe your breakfast, they would think something is wrong with you. Now, when they come and see their lunch, they would, and ah, I could see, are you okay? That means that they expect you to eat in the morning when the food is provided, eat in the afternoon when the food, and in the evening. But if they come and see the morning food available, they, they would think there is something wrong. So what would they do? They will now check their body temperature. To see the, why? Because they know that in, an, in a normal sense, you are supposed to eat what they are provided. In the same thing, in the realm of the spirit, you don't just think that, every, don't, don't be happy if you, in a day, you have not even felt God's presence. Don't be happy. Don't be happy. Some of us are not even conscious about our spirituality. We are not. It's like we don't care. We only care when things are dying. We only, you see, and that's when we put pressure on men of God. Many of you here will start running to profit very soon. I'm telling you the truth. Start running to fake profit. You start going to places. Even idols, if you don't take it, by the time you realize you'll be there. Why? Because you don't know God. You don't know the ways of God. You don't know the act of God. You don't even know what God can do. Some of us, if, you have, if God is taking us through a process, we think God is punishing us. We even think it's the devil. We don't even understand the systems of God. All we know is we are in church on Sunday. We take pictures, we post on the status, and we, we, we put a scripture there. But the truth is, we don't know him. And that is our generation. We are dying. The young people are dying. The young girls are dying. And we are not even conscious about the fact that there is something wrong with our generation. Why? The deceiver of the brethren is with us. We are not even conscious. We don't care. We don't feel it. When we, it's like, now many of you don't even feel it when you don't even pray for a week. Nothing even, it's like, it doesn't even touch you. How? How is that possible? And you call yourself a Christian. Am I making sense? You call yourself a Christian. We have to force you before you come for prayers. Think about it. You are still a child. You don't understand it. Children are forced to go to school. But when you go to a point, you even decide to do your master's work because you know the value of masters. When you don't know the value of a thing, that is why you are forced to. When you don't know the value of prayers, you are forced to pray. When you don't know the value of worship, you are forced to worship. When you don't know the value of praise, you are forced to... Anything you don't know about, you are forced to do it. But there is a saying, you can force a donkey to the riverside, but can you force it to drink? So some of you, we are connected to prophets, we are connected to apostles, we are connected to all the mighty men in this world. Yesterday, one of God's choices, seven came to Kenwesty, and I saw a lot of youth 
all over there. But a thought occurred to me, and I said to myself, we, we are a generation that wants to carry the fire, but we don't know how to dispense fire. Carrying the thing is a different thing, but dispersing the thing is what most of us don't want to do. We want to be associated with anybody great, but we don't want to do what made them great. You see, that's the generation we are. We want to take a picture with a big man. We want to be associated with, but we don't want to know how they became great. So the Bible says, and God made known his ways to Moses, but his act to the people of Israel. So the reason why the people of Israel kept falling was because they didn't know the ways of God. But the reason why Moses became one of the greatest servants of God was because he was full of knowledge about God. And man who could say, if you, if you kill this people, blot my name. Who could talk to God like that? They, Moses knew God on a personal level. But the children of Israel didn't know God on a personal level. So anytime God appeared, he appeared in anger. But anytime God spoke to Moses, he spoke in love. The judgment of God will candle against people who are ignorant about the love of God. Let me repeat it. The judgment of God would always candle against children of God who are ignorant about his love. Young people, you are struggling to worship God at this age. You are struggling to pray for two hours. You are struggling. And you are telling me you are growing. You, are, no, you, you see, if I ask you, how old are you? And you tell me you are 19 years. It's a wrong answer. You are giving me a number. So that is why somebody can be 109. Yet, before God, the person is nothing. Because God does not measure growth by numbers. He measures growth by knowledge. Your knowledge about him. How deep are you in God? How, how much of, of the love of God do you have in you? What have you done for God? What are you doing for God? There are people you tell them, do they, they will not, they don't even, you see, anytime you keep advising somebody about one particular thing, and the person does not come to a realization, it tells you about the measure of the maturity of the person's work in God. When up to now, you are still being forced to do things, it means you are a baby. And that's what Paul said, I could not communicate to you as mature people. That means that in our work with God, there are dimensions in work with God. And that is why even us, there are some friends we don't even share secrets with. Am I lying? There are some friends who do want to tell them things. You don't want to tell them things because you wouldn't say when I know you're the end until catching the next day. But there is a friend where you can go to the person in the middle of the night and you wake him or her up and say, Child, I want to discuss something with you. And you know that after the discussion, there will be an answer. You know. How many of your friends like that? You know that as for this one, after I am done talking to him or her, I know there is something good, but there are some foolish friends. That's what the Bible says that he that works in the company of the wise shall be wise. He that works in the company of the foolish shall be foolish. Don't only desire like coming to church wearing, you see, that's, that's the most boring thing ever. I was once like that. Sunday, I go to church where my and I take a picture. I don't even know what if I give the microphone out, what was preached yesterday, and what personally God told you yesterday. You can't even you don't even know the voice of God. Some of us don't even know the voice of God. You are a child of God. How do you know his voice? You know your prophet's voice, you know Apostle Charles Neber's voice, but do you know the voice of your father? Do you know his voice? You know the voice of the family prophet. Some of you have a family prophet. If anything happens, you call the family prophet to come in. So what if the family prophet die? That's what Paul said, that I may know him. And the power. Knowing him and his power is a different thing. Most of us know the power, but we don't know him. 
Uh, it is our knowledge about him that commands the power out of him. That's what Paul said. Uh, uh, Daniel said, they that know their God, they shall be strong. Strength is derived in knowledge, not in just shouting, not in falling. There are people you tell them, you, like, and you see, let me tell you this. Let me say this. God will never come down to come and talk to you. And if you are expecting a certain spectacular encounter, an angel appearing, maybe something like you want a voice to echo from heaven and say, my son, my son, Christiana, I have called you and you're going to preach around the world. Even if when you have that encounter and yet you have still not matured, I'm telling you, you will die without revelation. Our work with God is a hard work. Tell somebody hard work. It's not just a, even a uko edrosua. Is it a cheap thing to get whatever you want? Sometimes they even tell you to sleep with a mad person. Am I lying? If you want money, go and sleep with a. Is it an easy thing? Is it easy to even get a mad person to sleep with? So it tells you that nothing is easy. Don't deceive yourself. Never let any man of God deceive you, including myself. There are people who come to you. They expect you, the man of God, to do magic for them. I'm, if I'm a magician, I tell you all the time, I would have raised my father from the dead. First, I will make sure my family has, has prospered more before you. What else? Sometimes the, the problem you come to me with, I even have the same problem. We are still, some of us have decided not to grow. We are still acting as children. And God is worried, I'm telling you. Any, now, if you become a mother and at the age of 10, your child still urinates on the bed, won't you be worried? Some of us in the realm of the spirit, we are still urinating on the bed. The Bible says, and a child was born. It got to a time they said, a son is given. So Jesus grew from a childhood to a sonship. Some of us have not even, it's after now. There are people in their rooms. They have problems So the, the funny thing is, they will call you, Pastor Charles, I need to talk to you. And you tell them to come for prayers, they won't come. Thinking that when they talk to me, Pastor Charles, everything will be solved. It's a joke. You're not serious. So very soon, I can prophesy some of you very soon, eh, you may follow friends to a certain juju man. I'm telling you, you think I'm lying. Or you think all the people who, go, who are going to juju have not been to church before. They have not seen prophets before. They've seen prophets before. But because they are not rooted in their knowledge about this God, they don't even know how to pray for 30 minutes. They can't. Some of you, if you leave you alone to pray for 30 minutes, it's a struggle. And you are not conscious about that. And I keep on telling you, no matter what God gives you as a child of God, if you are not rooted in him, you lose it. And that's what some of you, God, I, I keep saying, God can never entrust in your certain blessings. You are, you are a child. If I were you, I would not pray for blessing. I would pray for capacity. Don't pray for blessing. Is God a wicked God? Not to give you what you want. But the reason why he's not giving it to you is not because he's wicked. It's because you have not grown to the maturity of that extent to give you. So he'll keep feeding with cocoa when you're supposed to be eating Benko. Some young girls are here. No matter the advice you give them. So we, we, we have young girls who have not matured, but they want to marry. Do you think marriage is about beauty? Get into it and you will realize that it's about maturity in brain. If I say how many ladies want to marry, everybody will lift up their hands. But how many of you are mature enough to contain the anger of your beloved? I said now at your age, you are broken about five guys. And you are telling me you're ready for marriage. You are, you are a joke. Maturity. And it takes discipline to mature. It doesn't take a day. It's discipline. 
daily you must subject your body. We want things to happen like magic. You do fasting, they won't come. Prayer meeting, they won't come. And these same people have problems. They won't go to come down and do magic. And everything will happen. Even devil does, the devil doesn't give things free. The sad thing is we are the most proudest, arrogant. Arrogant. Eh? Arrogant. Oh. Arrogant. You miss some of these. Don't worry, I'll come to church here and they'll tap you on the shoulder. I'll come, I'll come for you. God is worried about your, your slacking behind. As I said before, if you are waiting for a certain... Now, when the mantle of Elijah fell, what did Elijah do? When, when the mantle of Elijah fell, what did Elijah, Elijah do? He took it. Now, this is the mantle of the greatest prophet. It fell. The mantle was lying down, but Elijah had to go down, pick it. After picking it, he didn't perform any miracle. He had to go to River Jordan to realize that after the mantle of the Holy Ghost falls upon you, you must pick up the responsibility to walk in the power. You don't understand this and things will work. You're a joke. Joke. So the mantle fell. Elisha took it up. Went to Jordan. Went to where problems are. Jordan was a problem too. So the test of the anointing upon Elisha was when he met Jordan and split the sea. Some of us, when we get to a test, we run. Because we don't even know what we carry. We don't even know the power of prayer. We don't even know the power of fasting. We only know, I receive it. What are you receiving? Angels will never fly to people who are not matured. Desire to grow. Desire. Listen to messages. Personal fasting. Personal retreat. You stay in the room and say, this time, I'm not visiting any friend. My phone is off. I am reading my Bible. I want to know this God. If not, you will become a slave to pastors. I'm telling you. Some of you, your mother will hear a pastor here, she'll jump there. A pastor there, she'll jump there. She has me jumping all over. And are you not even realizing that this thing is not even making your mother grow? Some of you know, your mother has been running from prayer meeting to prayer meeting. If all this jumping, jumping can help, she would have been helped. It's not the jumping around. It's the establishment. We must be established. That's what the Bible says. He that is planted in the he that is planted. Some of us we jump here, we jump here, we jump here. We think our connectivity to certain men will guarantee our acceleration in God. Elisha took up the mantle and went to Jordan and then lifted the mantle and splitted it. He didn't say, Oh, Elijah, how can I go back? He didn't say, Oh, Elijah, you. He understood the place of... That's why Elijah said, now you have been following me as a child. Let me test your sonship. Let me test whether you've now matured to become a son. When Elijah was following Elijah, he was, he was a child. So he said, ask of you. You know, we asked children, ask me what you want me to give. And he said, I'll give you the double portion. Now look at what Elijah said. You have asked for a difficult... That means, are you able to handle what you are asking? I don't have a problem to give it to you, but... It's very difficult for me to give you to one because you've not proven your sonship yet. And Elijah said, I will prove it to you. And what was the proof? Anywhere Elijah went, he said, I will follow you. That was determination. That's the act of determination. He was, he was proving himself as a qualified son to carry whatever his father was carrying. So the Bible says, and the senior brother and the prodigal son, the prodigal son had blessings. Now the resources the father gave was a typology of a blessing. But you realize that when the father 
even gave him a blessing. He wasted it. Why? He was not matured, even though he was blessed. He was not matured. He was not matured. The father divided his goods into two. He gave the prodigal son one. He gave the matured son one. Now we see two types of sons here. And the father, now the father is a typology of God. He can give every one of us blessing. But within five years, we can see those who are matured in God and also matured in the world. So we see the one, the father didn't say, I've given two to the younger one. The Bible says he divided the property. That means everything the father was giving out was accurate. And he gave it to both of his sons. And we see the outcome. One increased his resources. Another one, the Bible says he wasted all. Why? He was not matured. He was not matured. He didn't know how to handle blessing. So the father intentionally gave it to him to let him know that it's not the blessing you accumulate. It's the maturity. And that is why I keep saying that God does not have a problem blessing you, but he has a problem with you. With you. So God will continually work on you for the blessing he has already prepared for you. Immature young girls. Immature young boys. Yet you are trusting God for money. For what? You were there when I was preaching. I said, I called a lady, stand up. When someone is to bless you 5,000 Ghana, tell me what you could do. And she could not even tell me anything. Why? The only thing she knows is addressing. She knows a wig, but she doesn't have any brain. Yes, you are praying for a blessing. You are praying for an anointing. You want to be anointed, but when you say evangelism, you are nowhere to be found. You want to be anointed? When we say fasting and prayer, you are given an excuse. You want to be anointed? No matter who comes here, including myself, no matter the oil I pull upon you, if you are not willing for responsibility, you are still a child. We tell you to do this and you are struggling to do it. Handle this session you are struggling to handle. And you are telling me you won't go to use it to affect the world. I'm telling you. Until you learn to affect your own world, you can never become an instrument of impact, impact to, to, to God's world. He will never send you. For 40 years, God was training Moses. 40 years. Training. For 40 years. 40 years. Now, after 40 years, do you know that the age God sent Moses? 80 years. 80 years. One assignment. God, you see, I tell you all the time. God doesn't have a problem giving you whatever you want, but he has a problem with you. Your immaturity. I want to marry. I want to marry. You get into the marriage? Some of us will think it's about the wedding day. Wearing the best garment. If I ask some of you one, two, three questions, you realize that you're not married. I'm telling you, if I give, if I, I make them give you a microphone and I ask the ladies one, two, three questions, three, not even five, three questions, you will know that you're not ready for marriage. I'm telling you the truth. Why do you think some of us, our parents got married for 30 years? The 32nd year, they say they are divorcing. A lot goes into it. And some of us, we just want to jump one day and enter into it. As if it's a magic. Why would God prepare Moses for 80 years? Preparation is very required for every child of God. God does not have a problem. God has a, he has a problem with our attitude. Character. And that is why when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, he doesn't just come with power, but he comes with the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. 
Now, when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, if a lady with anger issues, he now begins to deal with your anger issues. Now, how does the Holy Ghost deal with your anger issues when you yield up through the word? Because it is through the word, he will begin to tell you, don't do this, don't do this. Now, today I was reading the book of Titus, the chapter 1, the chapter 2. And he said, an elder must be blameless. And I said, Kai, this word is for me. So I am an elder of the church. So Paul was writing to Timothy, uh, Titus, and Titus was in Crete, and he said, Titus, I have left you to continue the work, but these are the instructions you must give to the elders of the, of the church in Crete. He began to name the things, the qualities an elder should have. And I began to picture myself in it. So whatever quality I didn't have, I then have to work myself to fit in it. But how would I know if my Bible is closed? So how would I know if you're matured? It depends on the amount of depth of the word of God you have in you. I can predict your future marriage by the depth of knowledge you have about marriage through the word of God. I can predict it. I can predict if you can divorce in the next two months after marriage. I'm telling the truth. No, I'm not a prophet of Dumu. I am telling you by the sincerity of God's word. And Jesus said, you shall know the truth. That means your knowledge. You, should, you don't just know anything. It's not just the information you know. You can know so much information, but they're not the truth. It is the truth you accumulate from God's word. That makes you a strong voice in your marriage. Why are we perishing? For the lack of knowledge, my people have gone into captivity. So we come to church, but because we lack so much knowledge about the God we've come to, we are still in bondage. So pastors pour oil. Pastor Charles will pour oil. Pastor Charles have been having bad dreams. I pray for you, the demon will go. But don't forget, when demons, they come back. Why do they come back? They come back because they know that the people they have been delivered from will still go back into them. Why? Because they don't even know that after you are delivered, you stay with the deliverer. Who's called Jesus? It's a problem. It's a problem. It's a problem. It's a problem. Some of us only come before God with our problems. So the Bible says in John chapter 6, Jesus was preaching one day. And whilst he began to preach, they expected Jesus to perform a miracle. He didn't perform the miracle. And the Bible said they all left, leaving the 12. And he said, would you also leave? So that means that the people were always following Jesus. Now there were thousands of people following Jesus. But they were not all disciples. They were scavengers, scavengers. We think we are all Christians here. Something little. My father passed away. After he passed, I have even passed the test. I have graduated to another level than God. Paul will write letters from prison. Who, now, who, who does that? You are in prison. Paul was writing a letter to Titus and said, I am a slave to God. In my bondage, I write to you. In your sickness, come to church. You train an exam, come to church. Do we serve God because we want to pass an exam? Then go to Malam Zak. Every mother is happy to see their girl grow. Every mother. How many of us here within this week even thought about Judgment Day? We know about it too. You see? It's not just the knowing that there is a Judgment Day. But the consciousness of what you know would now convict you to make a decision to live right with God. We close people come and see me. And you hear some stories people tell you. And I'm like, What? If you truly know God, you won't come and tell me that you have this problem. I'm telling the truth. Because already, he told Peter, Peter, to you it has been given to know the mysteries of the, of the, so that means this kingdom works on mysteries, not on men of God. So men of God are to work you for the mysteries of God. So that means after this service, if there is any problem, you're supposed to work with the key I gave you when you came to service. 
Why didn't you come to service? Apostle said, this is the reason why. Why didn't you come to us? And you see, some excuses you give will determine your maturity in God. Every little thing. Uh, I overslept. You are a child. One day I was supposed to go to Navrongo and ask Danny and almost all the guys around me. By the grace of my brother, my brother booked a, a flight for me to go to Accra, then Accra to Tamale because there is no straight flight from here to Navrongo. So, I had prayed so much that I had prayed so much that I, I prayed into the day. So now, I could not sleep. So the strategy for me not to miss my flight because I knew the value. If I miss it, I'm in trouble. I would have to be in a bus almost about 10 hours. But with the flight, it's about 2 hours. So what I did was, I said, if I sleep on the bed, I may oversleep. So what I did was to kneel beside the bed. Even that was why I even slept the more. So I, when I woke up around 7, my flight was, I was supposed to check in around 7. I woke up around 7. But before I was sleeping, I told Danny that please call me. I told certain people around me, please, at this time, call me because if you don't call me, I will do what? I will miss my flight. So because of the importance of my flight, I made arrangement around me. Are you getting it? Because if I miss it, something will happen. Do we know the importance of the flight with God? I didn't want to miss my flight. You see, my revelation about me missing a flight made me act on time so that I will meet my time not to miss my flight. So your measure of your revelation about your work with God will make you put so much urgency even in coming to church, even in prayer. Now I'm telling you that, you see, when you know the value of something, you do everything to meet. You, you do everything. You don't want to miss it. The reason why I had to go through all this, I had to wake up, I had to tell Daniel, you called me because my brother called you to call me. And when I woke up, miss calls. Miss calls. But because I wanted to meet my target, because I wanted to, I had to run to meet it. If not, my flight would take away. Now, some of us, we should act like this. Our flight, you see, our age, you see, even the revelation you have in coming to service, like your, your roommate should be like, I didn't, I didn't, oh, I saw now gonna press on. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, I'm sorry. I have to pick up my flight. No. You are in court there. Yes, you have to, because you know you don't have money. What do you, what time do you set up for? You are telling God, I am zero. Whether money or no money, I'll catch up. The price of the flight has to be compared to the price of the taxi. Which one is much expensive? So I sacrificed anything I had on me to meet that amount of money that was booked. Some of us don't know how to sacrifice. Any little thing, we withdraw. I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. And God says, no, you're not ready for a blessing. God nearly killed Moses. How many of you know that? God nearly killed him on his way. It was the wife that intervened. God nearly killed him. I keep on saying this. God doesn't have a problem blessing you. He has a problem. If he gives the blessing to you, what would you do? Are you going to be like the prodigal son? Are you truly prepared for the blessing? Or you're only praying? Hey, some of us are praying, eh? You can pray for 20 years. God has, God will give it to you. 
He is looking at the readiness and your abilities, your capacity, the maturity of your mind. I am telling you, you will continue to receive the 200 city, 200 city, and you will testify in Momo Momo London. And some people are receiving contracts at our age of contract, contract. Why? They have spent time in the secret place and they are prepared. They are prepared. And the Bible said, David was in the wilderness. How does a 17-year-old young man speak to a king with such boldness? Why? He had trained himself in the wilderness. So when the opportunity was given, he didn't disappoint himself and God. Some of you, we are praying that destiny helpers should locate us. God will never disgrace himself in bringing a destiny helper when you have not taken your destiny in your own hands. Let me repeat it. Until God sees that we have taken our destiny in our own hands and we are willing to partner with, listen, any prosperity without partnership is, is, is a waste of time. God told Peter, now, there was abundance of fish. But the fish couldn't have just come. Now, even if the fish had assembled at the shape of Peter, he needed to throw his net. Am I making sense? Now, most of us, those who went for the program, for all you know, there were impartations. But how do you know you are imparted? Is it by sitting in your room? By saying, hey, and some of you put it on your studies. That childish mentality. How do we know you have carried something? Step out. Go to other rooms and begin to preach. That's how we see that the, the, the service you went had an impact on you. What is an impartation? Carrying the double spirit of a man. How do you know you carry it? How did Elisha know he carried the double mantle when he split the Jordan? A generation by, oh, this man of God is coming to go. I'm there. After that, it was powerful. And your roommate will be like, I'm watching this person for one month to see whether it was indeed powerful. Because I was not there, but you were there. But let me see the power you had when you went there. So then, it is what, what you do in your room at that moment. That will then convince the friend. The next program, I'll say, I'll go with you. Because after the program, when you went and came back, I have seen a change of personality. I didn't remember. I mean, I was once like that. I wanted to be at any program. Any, any place I wanted to be there. Until the Lord spoke to me. You are nowhere. I keep on telling you guys this. You are nowhere because you are everywhere. Hey Rachel. Everybody has a dream husband. But how are you, you working towards that dream? You yourself, how are you working? You want your husband to be full of love. Now you're full of love. You've not even worked on your anger yet. Yes, you have, you have the fiscal futures. It will qualify for the marriage. But what will sustain you in there is how you worked on yourself. And you see, some of you, you should clap for your mother's home. How they have been able to keep up with your father, it will take a certain level of maturity. And I, I read somewhere, this. somebody said, if, huh, Prophet Micah, my friend, he said, if she gives you peace of mind, marry her. Men like peace of mind. So that means that any lady who really wants to enjoy her marriage should now learn how to give peace to the mind of the husband. In other words, I come back from work without money. But how do you treat me when I come without money? 
Are you going to give me a peace of mind or going to be a trouble of mind? We don't match. We don't take all these things. If I tell you you want to marry, yes. Two years or two months, I know be. What do mean to me? Then what he said there. We say, I don't know. Do you know what I'm Don't pray for opportunities if you're not prepared for them. Don't pray. Until we develop systems to keep the people God is praying. Because God will never waste his energy to add more when you have not been faithful with the little. It is when God sees your faithfulness that brings you to the realm of multiplication. Multiplication. Likobaya. And Jesus stood in John chapter 17 and prayed a profound prayer. He said, Father, of all that you gave me, I lost none. And God said, if you have not lost none, then I will multiply your seed through Peter. So the Bible says in Acts chapter 2, Peter preached one seven, 3,000 souls were one. Why? Jesus prepared Peter for the 3,000 souls. Hey, if you don't prepare your mind well, eh? I don't want to grow. There are some of us, personal counsel. You will see the person, I'll talk to the person. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Two, two weeks, the person goes back to the vomit. And God is saying that this person is not prepared. So realize that you are in church for a long time, but somebody comes and now gets the keys. To you, it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. So that means that it doesn't matter who came in first and who came in late. The moment I come and I operate by the keys, I overtake you. In God's kingdom, overtaking is allowed. And that's why when Paul came in, God, in God's kingdom, he was the least of the apostles. But he said, when the grace of God was bestowed upon me, I labored more. So that means that the apostles were laboring. They were working hard, but Apostle Paul doubled his work. And that's why we see him as the greatest apostle of all. Apostle Paul said, the grace, in other words, the help God rendered to me, it was not in vain. So that means that God has not just put his anointing on you. After putting it on you, you put up more effort in the work. After God giving you beauty, you must now develop character. After God giving you a skill, you must now develop branding. It's your personal responsibility. Don't be a lazy Christian. Desire to take that personal responsibility. You may be like your mother if you don't multiply your effort. Above it, I'm telling you the truth. Mark this word. Mark it. Mark it. God enables me. So the Bible says, Elijah did twice of Elijah. We have young Christians. They're like, I had a dream and I was standing before plenty people and I was, I was preaching to them. It remains a sleeping dream until you wake up and work on it. I had a dream and I traveled outside. Why didn't you travel? Why didn't you translate from your dream to outside? Eh? Why didn't you, like whilst you were dreaming, why didn't you wake up in the dream? I see, you had a dream you were in Navrongo. Now, why didn't you wake up in Avrongo? You still woke up in Kumasi. Why? Because God is showing you where he's taking you, but you need to comply with partnership and he will take you there. Joseph, you will become a prime minister, but are you ready for the pit? No. If you know, then stay with your brothers. Are you ready to be sold? No. Some of us, we are like, we read the story, and when the man of God declares, may, may you... <laughs> it's so funny. So funny. So funny. Joseph was in prison, and the next day, was it the next day he was in? He was in the palace. 
He was in two years in prison. Some of us, if we are in two days in prison, God, where are you? Why have you forsaken me? Two days. And you are telling me, let the God of Joseph be your God. Anytime you say, let the God of Abraham, remember this is the God who made Abraham's wife barren. He can also make you barren to test your patience and your love for him. When it's time for prayer, we, we look to a friend to see whether we will go for prayers. You are still a baby. Do you look out to a friend before you go and write an exam? Because you know the value of an exam. When we know the value of these things we do, you will never wait on any friend. And that is why David's, when, when David's brothers were fighting him, he had to fight back. He knew that that was a skyros moment. It was a battle. And let me tell you the truth. Life is a battle. Oh. Life is a, after prayer, you need a someone near there. I'm telling the truth. Sure. After prayer, you go to sleep. No. God had anointed David as a king. But did he take it easy? No, did he take it easy? Did he take it easy? Jesus was God. When he came on earth, did he take it easy? There were opposition. And that is why it's so funny sometimes when you pray for people and they think that is it. They're not ready for a new position. As a child of God, Jesus said, if these people, if this devil didn't like me, he will not like you. If he fought me, he will fight you. But we have people who, are, who, are, who don't even know these things. So sometimes you tell people, wake up. Wake up because you, the storm is coming. But they don't see it. It comes and hits them. And they now come embedding with their problem. Man of God. Man of God. And sometimes you feel like, but I told you to wake up. I told you to wake up. I told you to wake up and pray. Some of us, this four years on campus, and you're privileged to be part of this family. You may think it's a waste of time, but I'm telling you that all the prayers you are praying today, there's going to be a time you will just go to the bank of your prayer, and the angels of God say, Ah, years ago you were in Cain Wesley, and you were praying for hours, and let us respond to the prayers, the sacrifices. Now, it is the investment you are making now. Now. So we say, Come and pray. Don't think you are, eh? I always say that. Are you the first person to graduate from Cain Wesley? Let's see. Are you the first person to apply for that job? It will take divine intervention. So whilst why you think maturity is to be able to think ahead of time. Because you know what eternity will bring you. So you make investment there. So David knew. You see? Goliath was what to make David shine. But before David got to Goliath, he had to fight his own brothers. He had to. You see how he was fighting through? That means, this is my trophy. But how do you get Now carry that offering bag. Stand there. Stand there. Come. Junior, come. All the guys say, come. Be in line. Stand there. Be fast, be fast for me. Run. Be in the line. So that's the trophy. Carry the trophy. Carry the trophy. That's what Pastor Jesus said. They that and stand in front of the trophy. Yes. No, no. Give me separation, separate, separate. Come a bit, a bit. Come, come, come. A gap, yeah, give gaps. Good. Amazing. Now you realize that Jesus said, they that will endure to the end, they shall receive the crown of life. So that means that as we're going, you look at, after prayer, that's what we say. All this work led to. After David's head was anointed to bring down Goliath and carry the crown, he had to face his opposition. But remember, this thing will not let you go. It's a battle. 
So the Bible says in Acts chapter 4, the church prayed a prayer that give us boldness and courage that we may preach. That means that they carried the word, but they didn't carry boldness. There was opposition, opposing them. And that's what the Bible says. For the days, from the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God, not the kingdom of the world, even God's kingdom, if you're not aggressive, you'll be grinded. Wake up, young man. You think you're going to be 70 forever? You think you're going to be 20 forever? You think you're going to be 50 forever? Or you think you're going to be 90 forever? Wake up, young girl. If you sleep today, you are sleeping on your children. The Bible says, and a woman slept at night and slept on her baby and killed the baby. Some of us are killing our babies. Killing our babies. Killing the future. Beleko Baya and Mary opted to carry Jesus. It was a decision. Now, when she made the decision, in as much as she was going to face opposition, well, what was the opposition? Now, in as much as an angel of the Lord appeared to her, did the angel appear to her every day? She had to run away with the baby. It was a decision. So now, I have to go for the crown. Now resist me. It's a battle. And that is why we will see whether you are truly anointed. <laughs> That's why we will see whether you are truly anointed. That's what Paul said, I have run the race. Paul said, I have desired to come to you severally. But there are oppositions. Now these are the opposition. Before you get there, this person will never, this demon will never, the demon of lack of confidence is a demon. So Paul said, I have, come, I, have, I have decided to come to you severally, but there is an opposition. Every child of God will face opposition. Now, you see, every child of God will face opposition. But are you, do, you even, do you even know you have an opposition? How, how prepared are you going? Are you going? Hit the gym of God's word. Hit the gym of prayer. The gym of fasting. And mature. So that when you get there, there is a contention. But, you see, when God sees you are trying, the Bible says, and Daniel didn't stop praying. In as much as the prayer came on the first day, he kept praying for the next 21 days. And there was a reinforcement. So realize that God already sent a first angel. That is the grace of God. But the backup of God came when God saw the endurance of Daniel. Clearly, clearly. So realize that I couldn't get it easy. But I still have to go through this one. And he said, powerful. You think I'm joking, but you understand when they are growing. You think your father just, just wanted to smoke? You think your father just wanted to be a drunkard? You think it was just a normal thing? No. They were battling their thoughts. And suddenly the devil sent a personality in the form of a friend of your father. Who is a drunkard? The spirit entered your father's friend and suggested when your father was, was in the moment of distress. If your father had revelation about the spirit of endurance, if your father truly had a revelation about that spirit of endurance, when that friend of drunkenness had come, he would have overcome him. And some of us, if you don't take it, we'll repeat the same mistakes. Now, some of us are already repeating the mistakes of our parents, but we have not, we have not realized it. So I have to fight one. Go sit down. I have to fight him. It's a fight. Junior will not let me go. Daniel, David's brothers didn't want him to go. But the Bible says he had to fight. The Bible says you go here and the brothers say, you see, when you read the Bible, make it like a movie. David was like, what to be, now, is the, let, let, me, let me talk to you. Now, Kissing, standing, you are the king. Okay? And these are the soldiers. And David said, eh, Oh, oh, let me talk to him. Oh, 
please let me talk to him. So realize that he was he had the thing, but there was a resist, something was resisting his advancement. So and the, the truth is, God has already made him a victor, but he had to now have the consciousness that he is victorious through Christ Jesus, and that is why whatever we need it has already been provided. And the Bible says he has blessed us with all, all spiritual blessings. So that means that whatever we are praying for has already been provided. We need to be bold and courageous to fight through it. Fight through. Fight through. But you will not find it easy. And that's what most of you are becoming lazy. Lazy. David had to fight the brothers. David had to even talk to the king. The king said, can you fight? He said, yes. 17 year old. Had the guts to tell the king, I can't do this thing. Now, when he was before the king, he didn't say, I'm a 17 year old. He spoke like a mature person. If you don't take it, the least money you will carry in your account is thousand. Do you know why? You've not matured yourself above thousand. So any amount of money, you see, that's what we call limitation. Limitation is not when the devil set boundaries. It's when you have not developed your capacity to maximize the amount of money God is willing to give you. Most of us are wasting God's resources. That's what Paul said that the grace that was bestowed upon me was not in vain. So that means that God can put some grace upon some of us and it's in vain. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of energy. So God puts a grace on you and you are sleeping in your room. And say, oh, I carry the grace of God. I carry the grace of God. <laughs> the prophet said, I will travel. Hey, the prophet mentioned my name. The man of God said, the hand of the Lord is upon me. Hey, and the Bible says, all the brothers of Daniel and David stood before he was anointed. But don't forget, they stood when he was being anointed. And they had to test the anointing of their current brother. So when he was at the battle for this, they stood against him. <laughs> hey, Jesus. So by their standing, Prophet Samuel said, we will all not sit until he comes. In other words, until David kills Goliath, we will all not sit down. Still not gotten it. <laughs> so the victory of David was predicted by Prophet Samuel by the illustration he made. He said, All the brothers, that means the whole land of Israel, will, will, will now sit in rest when this young man comes. So that means that the Philistines were not resting until David appeared. Let me repeat it before you clap. David was in the wilderness. The brothers were still there. And Prophet Samuel said, He we are not sitting now. Until the Savior comes. So that means until David had appeared, they will still stand for days. So that means that that is why the, the, the soldiers of the people of Israel could not say to why their Savior was still in the wilderness. He was being trained in the wilderness. God was teaching the power of endurance. God was teaching the power of confidence. God was preparing and David understood the language. God was speaking to him through when a lion came after one of the bears and David ran after it. Now David matured early. That was why there was an early promotion. Now, we have, how many of you were promoted in a class? You were in a class and they jumped you. They realized that your capacity is beyond your class. So David at the age of 17, when God was taking through the classes, unlike the other people God took them through the classes, David matured early and God said, let me jump you to Goliath. He matured by killing the lion. He matured by killing the bear. He matured by serving the father. 
Hey, Kilo Sata. David matured. David matured. And God said that this is my servant. This is my servant. This, this is my servant. How now when David say when God says David is my servant, how did David serve God? If I call Junior my servant, that means he has been serving me. So that means that all that David was going through, he was serving God through the brothers. He was serving God through the father. He was serving God by taking care of the sheep in the wilderness. Am I talking to somebody? So some of us, the problem you are going through is a typology of your service towards God. The problems you, 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 you face in life, sometimes that's what the Bible says, all things work together for the good of them that are called, that are called, that are called. God. If you are caught, some things will work against you. But in the realm of men, it is working against you. But in the calendar of what is working for you, am I talking to somebody? You were born into a poor family because God is raising you as the champion of that family. There was no champion in David's family, but God raised a champion out of David. He was the youngest, but out of his maturity, he became the warrior above his siblings. What are you talking about? If till now you have not been able to come here, say, I'm walking out to go and pray. And you only wait Mondays and Thursdays, you are still a baby. You are, no, you're not ready. You are not ready for the throne. Even as much as David killed Goliath at the age of 17, was he enthroned? He still fought some battles. So it doesn't matter the anointing you carry. If you can't fight the battles, you are not ready for the throne. I'm telling you, pouring oil on you is to prepare you for what the battles are ahead of you. That's the truth I'm telling you. Me, I'm here to face battles. That's what Apostle Jesus Someone will say, any great man you see, don't look at their glory, look at their scars. Tell the man, please, can you, can you show me your scars? I don't want to see your glory. I know you carry the glory. But there is a scar I want to see. I want to see the bigness of the scar. Hey! You went through this. So, Jesus, our Savior got up. And Thomas said, until I see the scar, I will not believe you are the one. So the scar was what made Thomas believe. He was not a doubter. He was looking for evidence. And when Thomas saw the evidence, he carried that evidence to India. It was Thomas who brought a revival to India. Lisa, if you are still struggling to pray till now, you are still a baby. Don't rush to get married until you have built a prayer life. Some of you think that this life is an easy thing, eh? Some of it, it is worrying your parents, you are still acting like a, a young girl. I said, why to Musa? Even if they have property somewhere, they can't even discuss with you. Your mother is embarking on a project, but he, your mother is discussing her project with somebody's daughter or son. Meanwhile, your mother has a son. Your mother has you. Samuela, how many making sense? You are not your age, you are the measure of how you think. Can your mother say, of late, I've gotten this money. Can, can I give it to you to start a business? And so, man, I've also recently I've been thinking about this. I think we can start. And your mother gives you five, five million cities. Within three months, you bring the returns of 5,000 cities. Would your mother give you more? After praying that God should touch your mother, I proved to a point to God and to your mother that you were prepared for what you were praying for. So I have something I call PP. Pray and prepare. After preparing, plan. PPP. Pray, prepare, and plan. Don't just pray. Prepare. How do I prepare? Maturely. You are still a baby. Emotionally, a cast man also. And you are saying I want to marry. I'm telling you the truth. 
Like you marry someone who claims to love you and say, What would you do at that moment? Huh? What would you do? Some of us are still babies. Wilfred, at this age, are you 19 years? Some of us, our parents will come from work, cook for you to eat, wake up at dawn, pray, bath, and wake you up to watch the intestine. And your mother will go back and come and see the intestine still unclear and wash it. And you are telling me you're going to receive motherly blessing. It's a lie. Do you know why some of you have, have been divorced? Can I tell you why? You didn't finish your training, so God will make your husband divorce you to finish your training. Know how to cook. Know how to wash intestines. When God says you are ready, he'll now open a marriage door for you to marry. Mature. I'm telling God is looking for mature people to bless, not his children. You were, I say, Mama and Granim Ramin Chamber, because Mama and Chamber means Rome. So God is happy you are coming to church, but it's, oh, that's a, oh, who doesn't like his children being around? How many of you were here? There was a conversation, your mother asked you to leave, leave the room. And you were not the only one there. You, were, you had other siblings. But because you have not been mature, you are not mature for the conversation. They ask you to leave for the matured ones to stay. So there are meetings God will not call you into. He will call the matured ones. When you are matured, he will not engage you in the meeting. I would rather spend time maturing myself than spending time for him praying for the blessing. Because anytime, the Bible says that, and the father said to the mature son, don't worry, of all that I have is yours. Would your, your brother, I needed to do a party for you because children like party, but mature people work for the property. So even when he came back, the father treated him as a child. But with the mature one, he spoke in the language of parables. I said, my son, you have been with me. And of all that I have is yours. So take it. But with your brother, since he's still a child, let me organize a party for him because that is, has been his lifestyle. He's a party guy. So let me give him a tree treatment. But you, 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 you qualify for every property. Do you want a party or you want a property? Some of you are still partying. By the time you realize you are 45 years, and that is when the advice preached to you from this puppet will not play back to you. Time waits for no man. As a young girl, you think you are beautiful, you have bottles. Now, the breast standing today will have a sleeping time. Goliath spoke for 40 days. He never knew that there was going to be a 41st day that he would lie down. And he has not changed. And some of us, we pray from this pulpit, we advise you, we counsel you. You are still in a foolish relationship. The guys are busy you now, sleeping with you, and you, you, you have not realized that he's using you. We tell you all these things, you are telling us that we don't understand. You're wasting your time, you're wasting your life. And God, you see, I tell you all the time, God will never come down, God will come down, come down through a man. Young guy, we have to force you to come to church. You are not serious. God will leave you to play. When it's time for business, he'll call the matured. Me, I don't want the, I don't want the blessing. No, 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 no. Blessed are the peacemakers. That means if you are mature to start making peace, God calls you blessed. Blessed is the man who does not sit in the place of the ungodly. So that means the moment I don't sit in the ungodly, now God sees me as a mature person, now God calls me blessed. 
Blessed is the man who does not walk in the cancer. So that means if I grow to the point whereby I don't engage myself in certain conversation, I don't engage myself in certain places, I don't go to clubs anymore. When my friends tell me, say, let's go, I tell them no. You're able to resist and say no. Now God says you are blessed. That means that God was waiting for you to distance yourself from these ungodly people so that he can now place you amongst the godly people. And that's what the Bible says, Psalm 133. Blessed blessed, 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 blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed when you dwell in the brethren. That whenever you mature yourself and you understand the mystery of God, you tap into the blessings of Psalm 133. And what is there? Now let's let's look at blessing. Let's go. It's so sad that sometimes God has already prepared some things for you. Like Albert, he's coming. The angels are ready, but we are not ready. I'm telling you, the angels are ready. You think you have to grow up to 30 before you build a house. God is looking at your... So God intentionally give you 500 cities. And God will watch. The angels will be watching how you spend the 500 cities. So you first of all take your tithe out of the money. Then you save some. You bless your mother some. Then you invest some. And God is like, wow. This guy has been faithful with the 500 cities. Then I think 5,000 cities will do. So maybe about five months by then realize a certain door open. Something happened and 5,000 will come. So gradually when God sees, that's what the Bible says. He that is faithful in the little match will be given not prayers. So the more faithful you are, the more God multiplies what he gave you. So multiplication does not come through fasting and prayer. It comes through maturity. So ability to mature yourself into the realm of faithfulness. When God sees the maturity, your ability to mature yourself in prayer without the help of your pastor. When God sees that he entrusts some things in your hand. When God sees your ability to control your temper, no matter who offends you, when God sees that, God said, let me introduce these people. These people. That's why most of us, our mothers have prayed. And they didn't see an iota of the blessings they prayed for. Because they thought it was only prayer. No. You are not a, you are not a, you are a mother. You are somebody's wife. Somebody's praying for you. So prepare to meet that person. In as much as you are praying to meet somebody. Somebody is also praying to meet you. Now, while somebody is praying to meet you, prepare to meet that answered prayer. So that when the person gets there, the person wouldn't say, this is a wrong thing God gave me. Adam said, it is the woman you gave me. He now began to blame God. So now God said, okay, since Adam has blamed me, and since the seed of Abraham will come, there will be a seed of blaming game. So now, what I will do is, if a man, I say, and a man will leave his father, Adam was not a man. <laughs> and God said, now, since Adam will blame me, and the generation of Adam will blame me, I will then leave marriage to a man who will leave his father and mother. Adam was still staying with God. That's why he was still acting like a child. I'm telling you the truth. Some of you, you know the truth. We have advice on the truth. Come on, you know it. But just that you don't, it's like, when you are free in class, you don't want to be out there too much. Why would your, guy, your boyfriend cheat on you? Because you don't want to be out No, they will cheat on you. Are you thinking, all the cheating is sex? No. Guys here will attest to the fact that they sometimes need a lady they can talk to. When I say talk, conversation. Conversation. 
Yesterday I sat in a car and I met Mr. Kekeli. Then I hear a face. There is no way I've never, like most of the time when I see him, on and wife. Business was my wife in it. When you saw me, he introduced the wife. Maturity. Oh, well, we are, at your age, you have dated about five people. Five people. You are, you are, you are playing. You are playing. You see, like this message I'm sharing, if like joke with it. Joke with it. And don't get serious with your, your Christian life and think it's going to be like this forever. Now you are standing straight like this. One day you'll be like this. There's time for everything. Some of you will never enjoy your honeymoon. Do you know why? You never enjoy it because you are sexually addicted whilst you're in university. So what you are, the honeymoon is not even it's nothing new. Because you have been on the moon, you are not going to the sun to So when we say prepare yourself, prepare. There are some people you can't even tell them to do this anymore because maturity. Whilst Prophet Samuel thought the brothers who were in military were qualified for the anointing, the God said, no, 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 it's not about the stature, it's about the heart. Look at the heart. As you look at the outward, some of you are looking at your outward appearance to prepare yourself for marriage or prepare yourself for the, oh, this interview, I'll pass because I'm intelligent. No, they're looking for a mature person. In as much as you're intelligent when it comes to books, that's not guarantee you are intelligent when it comes to life. Book and life is different. I'm telling you, you have some girls who are very intelligent. Class O. Obey DS and they say, but what is Jimmy Kwa? It's already better to find on Yamare. Because Jimmy Mu, or just say, now one friend at the Bukaware. Some of the mistakes our mothers have committed. If some of us will humble ourselves and ask our mothers, why this, that, 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 they will tell you when I was like you. Eh? Into a bit to be do what they say, hey, oh, I'm Subay now, you're all for you. Oh, I'm Subay now, Did the father advise the prodigal when he was leaving? Life advised him to go back. <laughs> life. The best advisor is not a man of God. It's not God, though. It's life. Life will bring you to a place whereby you yourself will say, I need God. Eh? When Jonah left God, God left him. But when he was swallowed, who prayed? Who asked him to pray? Nature made him pray. Nature will make you pray. <laughs> when you get to a place whereby nothing is working. No company is employing you. Nobody to tell you to fast and pray. Nobody to look for any man of God to pray for you. Now, for you to avoid that time, pray now. Fast now. First class. OBC, OBLI. Or the Torah. One can't join the Tom Farmer. Yeah, or the Tom Farmer. I saw it. BC 8 ones. I saw the Suzu. The battle is not to the strong, but it is God that showed mercy. The God that showed mercy. Mature because there are deeper things we want to communicate to you about. That's what Paul said. I want to communicate about your children. Oh, you foolish Galatians. Why who has bewitched you? I don't, Apostle Bofan, I'm angry at your attitude, not you. Your attitude. In my people who are, hey, it just came audibly. In my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and seek my face. I, the Lord, will hear. So that means God is willing to hear when you are willing to humble yourself. But the reason why God is not hearing is because you are too proud and arrogant. Okay? The time you also need God, he also tell you it's time to save you. Many people have died in accident and God was involved. Because who wasting the time on You are a waste. Sarah said, 
Hannah said, he that killeth and maketh alive. So God can kill and make alive. If God says you are wasting resources, he'll waste you. Brenwasa, brenwasa. Stop being too big. Listen to God's word. Run with it. Be humble. Thank God for the word. God bless you for listening to this episode. Please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Share and tell a friend about the inspiration of God. You can also follow the man of God on social media. On Facebook at Charles Nyaba. On Instagram at Charles underscore Nyaba or Inyaba Charles. May the grace of God be with you. Let faith arise.